Hello and welcome to the next mindful moment. And for you, this mindful moment is coming in the middle of spring. Spring is very much here, certainly in the UK where I'm recording this podcast from. And all around me there are birds looking for places to nest. We have a lot of blossom on the trees. The fields are really green. The rapeseed is really, really yellow. And there's a sense of reawakening and rebirth and change and just that sense of optimism, I think. And it brought to mind that because spring is about reawakening, maybe for you, that could mean getting to grips with your eating, with your weight and with your health to be able to enjoy the rest of the year, the rest of your life in better health and feeling better about yourself. And I was wondering whether perhaps for you, a few years has gone by when you've been determined to make the change, but not managed it for whatever reason. And I do know that we have to be in the right mindset to change. Um, otherwise, it's very difficult and very hard to sustain, certainly. And I wonder whether with things changing in the season around us, perhaps that's a push, a bolster, maybe something that you might actually need. And a, it's also a time, I think, to reflect on whether the situation that you are in, if it's less than desirable, could mean that it's compromising your health. Maybe you're suffering from excess weight. Maybe you have a poor diet. Maybe you're trapped in a cycle of disordered eating. Maybe there's lots of emotional connection tied up with food, which is just getting you down, bringing you anxiety and feeling of guilt around what and how you're eating. And all of these things can be causing you to think never negatively about yourself and those around you and to feel a lot less well than perhaps you could. So maybe this year could be different. Maybe spring, maybe now is the time to say, yes, it is worth the investment because it's not free. This podcast is free, but working with someone like me at the level that you need to be able to make these changes is not free. But I had this conversation with someone the other day and I said, you know, if you look at how many pounds, dollars, whatever it is you've spent on diets or on clothes that don't fit or on trying something new to make you feel better that really hasn't even barely scratched the surface and then you compare it with the investment in coaching which can take you to that place it's really a bit of a no-brainer so if this year is different then I just wanted to talk a little bit about how we get to lasting change the anatomy of change if you like and that lasting change is about understanding how you got to where you are in the first place. And what that means is unpicking the drivers, the triggers, the behaviours, perhaps the role that food plays in your life. It's important to examine those chains of behaviour which cause a negative impact on our health and which may seem impossible to break. But they're not. The drivers to eat in the way that you've been eating can be caught up in all sorts of relationships, 
and stories from our past. But just because they existed then doesn't mean that they can't be reframed and changed, even if they've persisted from early on in our lives right through to wherever we are now, whatever age we are now. Because behaviours and attitudes are flexible. We have what's called neuroplasticity. And that means that the pathways in our brains that they occupy can be changed. They can be reworked. They can be trodden. Or we can stop treading them and we can tread another path. And by doing that, we learn different behaviours and attitudes to replace the ones which are not helpful to us. We train the brain to change what messages it gives us. We retrain it to point us in a different direction. And the more we do that, the more habitual they become. And we learn these, we do them consistently, and we therefore change the habit. We distance ourselves from negative beliefs about ourselves, which may be caught up in our relationship with food and also how we view ourselves. And we lose the moralising about food and learn how to eat to nourish ourselves instead without the baggage of calories, getting fat, how much we're going to exercise to have to burn it off. None of all of that stuff. So why sometimes isn't change very easy, very straightforward? Well, sometimes lack of change or our inability to change is due to a lack of confidence or uncertainty about what success will feel like. We may end up in a different shaped body, which we're uncertain about. Or we may have a different way of life, which could feel alien, might not fit with other people around us, and we're not quite sure that we want to go through the process. We may have existed around food in a certain way for such a long time that change is just too daunting. And finally, there is a reason why you've been eating the way you have, and it's probably because it's serving some kind of purpose. And so change also means understanding what might be good for you about your eating behaviour as it currently stands, and what's less helpful about it. It's about looking at the pros and the cons of changing. What can we gain? What are the real benefits? What's the why of changing? And the steps to change should be small, gentle, something which creates an easy to implement action plan to empower living constructively around food with positive intent and strong motivation. The why of any behaviour change is crucial if it's going to last. And if you think about it, that's how it works with all our actions. And so sometimes the process of change starts with lots of confidence and self-esteem work. And other times it might mean getting stuck into the practicalities of how you're eating, which could be around time management or meal planning. And every process is different for everyone. That's why a book off the shelf is rarely going to work because it's not bespoke to how you think or the life that you live. And so by going on this journey of positive change, we create autonomy and we reward ourselves with something other than food most of the time. 
sometimes to eat in response to an emotion is the right thing and there's nothing wrong with that. But most of the time we want to be changing those behaviours. And then as a result, we learn to accept and welcome relapses as a way to mitigate them, mitigate against them in the future. And we accept and we're thankful for our bodies, for what they allow us to do. And all this is part of an holistic approach to change. We need to forgive, we need to understand, we need to gain perspective, and we need an action plan which works for us. And if we fall over, we need a recovery plan as well. So that we can really learn to change and we can think and eat and live better. So that's my little mindful moment for today. Very short. And lastly, I just want to ask you this question. Is spring your time to change? <laughs>